Welcome to Talking with Fred. This is Tony. And I'm Joel. And as we continue counting the Omer, we are now on to humility. Humility. Are you a humble man, Joe? <laughs> we will find out. <laughs> are you so humble Tony, enough to accept that you're humble yeah, or not right. humble? <laughs> I'm so humble and I'm so enormously proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say you're right about that or wrong about it? How do you want to look I'm at proud it? Proud to be a humble man. <laughs> so, so Tony, explain to me, please, what humility is. I wish I could explain that one. I think it's just, I guess, in layman's terms, I want to just say is um, someone who's willing to listen to. Yeah. Uh, accept information that is given to them, mm -hmm. whether they agree with it or not. Um, someone that can accept criticism yeah, um, and be able to learn off of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's the way I see it, yeah. at least. And I think that the incredible thing is looking at it from the perspective of God's Word, mm -hmm. the kingdom of God, being a disciple of Jesus Christ, following Him, mm -hmm. the perspective from that is always our perspective and not the perspective of these different subjects from a world perspective, but from yeah. a godly perspective, right? Yeah. And so we're doing these seven weeks between Easter and Pentecost because those are the, the seven fundamental traditional attributes of God, mm -hmm. right? And so we started out with the love of God because God is love. Right. Right. And these are not things we have decided. These are ancient traditions yeah. that children of Israel and the Hebrews have followed for, for centuries. The the idea that God is love and that is, you know, a wonderful love that is given to us and then is balanced by the strength of God, the discipline of God. And that was the second subject right. we talked about, right? So you can't have just the love without some kind of no, right? You have yes, yeah. you have no. You have discipline and you have acceptance, right? And if, you, if you're if you kind of curious and you're just listening in now, you can follow the other ones that we have put out and also go to our Facebook page and download for free the uh, the, the devotion that right. we have. And I would encourage everyone to do that. It's free. Yes. Download it and, and look through it because then out of that, that strength that discipline and the love of God, mm -hmm. that creates a beauty, that creates a harmony in life, that creates a balance. And that was the third subject that we went through. But when you get into balance, mm -hmm. what then we talked about last week, victory. Right? you get victory. And victory in the kingdom of God is not winning. Yeah. Victory in the kingdom of God is enduring. Yeah. It's perseverance. Yeah. It's being able to get through it, being strong yeah. enough to get through it. And all of these things, they you know feed off of each other. So what happens... When, when you're in a situation and you persevere, you prevail, mm -hmm. you endure, what happens to you? Well, what happens to you is you become very humble because you realize that you weren't enough to get through it. You realize no, you, you didn't have, have the strength. strength. You're not strength, smart enough, love, yeah. good enough, whatever, yeah. right? So you can be the richest man in the world, but you can't make your marriage work, right? Yeah. You can be really fantastic at a marriage, but you can't pay your bills, right? Yeah. And so it's that acceptance of the fact that I'm not enough mm -hmm. is where we're at for the fifth subject, right? Yeah. Because from a very, from a world's perspective, if you if we talk about winning, right? Yeah. First of all, there has to be a loser. Yeah, right? true. But we don't talk about winning and losing. We talk about 
persevering. We talk about enduring. We we talk about those things that then create the participation a, trophy. <laughs> right. No, because we all win. Yeah. Right. Because we all well those that accept accept an eternal life right. and the strength to endure what's important to life. You know, I'm not looking for for a trophy. I'm looking for happiness. I'm looking yeah. for contentment. I'm looking to be satisfied with my life. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 looking for peace. I mean, that's the whole reason we do this, right? We're yeah. talking with Fred. Fred is the Germanic word for peace. Yeah. Right? So so we're that's what we're talking about. We want to we want to come to a place in our life where we have peace. And you do that through these attributes of God and you do this through through acknowledging that hey, I'm not enough. I can't do it alone. I need help. And that humbles me. And I have to accept that there is something bigger than I am. I think that actually makes a great point because, I mean, I've been asked and I've said before, 15 years of marriage, well, you know, what do you think about this? Sometimes I feel like I don't have an answer to it. I just just endured. We just kind of moved on. We just made our way through our adventures in life. And trusted, knowing that God is there for us when yeah. we need Him, and well, through the good and the bad days. Exactly. But unfortunately, we live in a time where the attitude is, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins, <laughs> and 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 that's just really un- unfortunate because what what's left after that? Yeah, right? but you can't I mean, take it with what you. What kind of life is that? Yeah. Right. Okay, I have a lot of toys, but what what does that matter? Yeah. If my children don't love me, if my wife doesn't love me, if I don't have a fulfilling job, if there's if there's hopelessness, what 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 about if you're in the middle of nowhere, you know, in a very poor situation, and you and there are no jobs to find, mm. right? So who wants to talk about toys, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I've just gotten back from from a trip to a place where nobody's talking about toys. Yeah. People are talking about surviving, right? And so. And so then your perspective begins to change. And so one thing that is is absolutely connected to the attribute of humility in the kingdom of God is prayer. There was a young man in Florida I met. He said he went to a trip in uh, South America or Latin America. He said it would just made him look at life differently. Well, because absolutely. It, you, take, you, you take for granted when you live in an area where it's very privileged. Well, suffering yeah. we find everywhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can. I can show you people in Denmark or America or, or other European countries or in the East. Wherever you go, you're going to find people suffering. Yeah. But what is connected to the attribute of humility with God is prayer, and not this prayer of, "Oh God, you're a wonderful, merciful, loving God, and you love me because you created me, and now you're just going to pour out your blessings over me." And I'm going to rub my lamp and get wonderful. my wish. Yeah. That's not the prayer that we're talking about. We're talking about the gratitude. We're talking about humbling ourselves kneeling, bending our knee and mm-hmm. saying, God, I'm thankful because you've given me the ability. You've given me the opportunity to endure. You've given me the ability and the opportunity to have harmony in my life, to be able to say no, to be able to say yeah. yes. All of the things that we've talked about accumulate in this humbleness that I am grateful. I've noticed when I came here, how Danes pray, mm-hmm. especially here in the church, I it was a little eye-opening because in the United States, you know, we do talk about the greatness of God. People right. will pray and they'll pray into something. But here I've noticed that there's a lot of thank you. Thank you, God, for mm. this. Thank you, this. Mm. Thank you, that. Thank, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. I think it's pretty interesting. You know, what pretty I mean, cool. 
you know, we, we, we've all experienced things in, in life that are bigger than ourselves, right? But you don't stand in something, in front of something that's more powerful than you are and beat your chest and act like a, you know, yeah. a conqueror, right? What you usually do is become very meek. You yeah. become very humble. Your dad right? said that. Um, he said he was on an airplane one day and he felt the presence of God so heavy on him yeah. that he didn't dare look up. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, you know, you stand you stand in, 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 in your front yard and you see a tornado coming. <laughs> You're not dancing around beating your chest telling everybody how wonderful you are, right? <laughs> no. You're seeking cover. Yeah. Right? You're trying to protect your children. You're trying to protect your yeah. loved ones. You're trying to survive. At that point in time, even though the consequences may be enormous and you're losing everything, yeah. what's most important is you're seeking cover. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about seeking the refuge in God yeah. with and being grateful that He is the rock. Yeah. He is the fortress, as David talks about. Yeah. He is our refuge. He is the tower that stands. Yeah, he especially is the, the one psalmist that says that his wings cover over him. Right. And so, you know, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about this, this humility of prayer and contemplation and being quiet so that we can hear God speak to us. And God speaks to us about who we are. Right? So, so oh, humbleness— find our identity in him. Right. So humbleness is connected to knowing, to having self-knowledge. Right to finding out who we are, mm -hmm. understanding who we are, um, understanding our motives, and understanding our character. I mean, that's a, so many people have this idea that yeah, well, I, I do something and I don't know why I do it. Right? Um, mm -hmm. When I was a kid, there was a comedian. He used to always say, "Yeah, well, the devil made me do it." Right? <laughs> at, at kind of this excuse that you know we I do all of these crazy things and and I don't really know why I do it the devil made me do it right and it's that we it's that hear excuse that a lot with a lot of people yeah yeah it's that excuse yeah. that, that God says no I don't want you to live that way I want you to have the courage the strength the harmony all of these different things the perseverance to be able to sit out and not be afraid to find out who you are yeah to find out why are you motivated to do what you're doing right we see so many people that they may do things you know, on the spur of the moment, or they may do things that are very calculated. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It all comes from our heart. There's a reason, even in someone in the spur of the moment, in the heat of the moment, that does something that maybe be violent, maybe be something else. Crime but the passion. point about that is yeah. it comes from something inside of us. It comes from a already accepted mode of behavior when I'm meeting that situation. I mean, I don't care what situation that I meet. I'm not going to react in a violent way. So, I mean, so the, even the, if it's in a passion, moment of passion, a moment of, of incredible pressure, it's how you react that tells you who you are. I mean, the, we learned that from Jesus right from the Garden of Gethsemane when he was in prayer and they came to arrest him. Peter took his sword out, cut the man's ear, and right. Jesus rebuked him for it and said, right. put it away. We're not going to do this. And, and unfortunately, we hear so many people that, you know, they get in a, an altercation at a bar or they get in an altercation at a at a party or something, and then suddenly it escalates and somebody kills somebody. Yeah. yeah well, that doesn't just happen. There's something in that person that has already formulated that, that, that frustration, that anger, that whatever, 
that comes out and and physically harms another person is already there. Mm-hmm. And God asks you to follow his attributes, to learn his attributes so that you can be in a position to ask yourself the hard questions and say, what are my, my motivations? Mm-hmm. You know, what, who am I? Do I understand myself? Well, what's understanding, Tony? What do you think understanding is? I think it's basically what we see. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those fascinating words that's self-explanatory. Yeah. Right? Because well, I mean, if you look Solomon at it, says it, you have I mean, to have something under you yeah. to stand on. Yeah. Right? You have to have foundation. Yeah. So your understanding is your foundation, is your reasoning. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's what you see, it's what you experience, mm-hmm. and it creates something that you can stand on. Right? right, so it becomes the foundation under you that you stand on. Your understanding, right? <laughs> and so, That's a good point. And so, it's very important for us to understand that that means my foundation is really important. Yeah, because it's going to dictate my actions. Right. <laughs> Like, look at it this way. way. I feel when I'm trying to learn math, I tell them, yeah, right. listen, I'm a visual learner. So yeah. if you're not going to, if you tell me five times the same thing, it's not going to click in my head. You got to show me. Right. But, you know, we go, go back, look at it this way. You know, last week we're talking about perseverance and enduring and having the fortitude to do that. Right. Think of that as being the engine in your car. Yeah. Right. It, it's got the strength to do it. It's got the capability to do it. Yeah. And when it's running, it can run forever. Yeah. Basically until it, you know. Yeah. But theoretically. Theoretically, right? it should move on. So, but what makes it run? It has to have fuel. Yep. Right? Fuel and oil mo- and all a, kinds a, of things. An engine in a car is not going to do anything until you put the fuel in it. Yep. Humility is the fuel of our victory. So what would you say, how, how does somebody... Start understanding to be well. You have to understand humble. your motives, and you have to understand your character, right? Mm-hmm. So, so your motive is your explanation, your justification mm-hmm. of what has happened to you. So, so if something happens to you, right? Yeah. The relationship you have with your parents, the relationship you have from your childhood, mm-hmm. that all comes down to how you're going to to explain it, how you're going to justify it. And so we get into this in our times, we get into this, this struggle of, you know, like, well, it's bad. And, and what you're asked, what you want me to do is just to say, no, it's not bad. Everything's good. And I'm just going to go on. No, we not, want you yeah. to accept that it's bad, but we don't want that to dictate your future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've known people that, and we've seen it on television and stuff. I'm just chasing the dad that I never had the parents the love yeah. that i never but the, had so then but the I'd unfortunate start thing yeah. with that statement is the fact of the matter is even in the times we live in the fact of the matter is you have a father mm-hmm. he may have abandoned you he may have not been there he may have treated you badly he may have been violent he may have been an alcoholic he may have been anything mm-hmm. right but the fact of the matter is you have a father you are his blood you are his flesh and you will repeat his curse that's why it's important that we accept who we are. Mm-hmm. That takes courage. That takes harmony. That takes enduring. Yeah. That takes being disciplined. Yeah. That takes understanding the love of God, the attributes of God to say, you know what? I'm my father's son. Yeah. And I am going to do the same thing. We have a really good friend that, that I talked with one time, and he was working on his third relationship. 
And um, I asked him one day over a cup of coffee, when are you going to stop being your father? He, he was always talking about, yeah, well, my father wasn't there. My father wasn't there. Yeah. And I said, yeah, but you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. You're leaving one for another for another. When are you going to stop being your father? Right. That shook him up. It's because thought. he realized that's true. Yeah. I have become everything I swore I would not. How yeah. many kids, Tony, have you seen or heard in school say, I'm never going to get divorced. I'm never going to do what my parents have done to me. Yeah, and they the grow time. up and do the same thing. Yeah. Right. Well, I know well, someone right now is dealing with that relationship after relationship right. and can't figure it out. Exactly. And yeah. that's our point, right? That behavior comes from somewhere. And we, that comes, we have to understand mm -hmm. that the things that formed those people around us are also forming us. It's and a difficult thing. It's, it's a difficult thing because I mean, I don't want to say this either, but <laughs> I mean, I, I get riled up like a cat lifting its back up when my wife says, well, you sound just like your father right, right. now. And I'm like, listen, I'm not him. Oh, I'm yes, not you are. interested in being him. Stop oh, trying yes, to you speak are. that into my life, woman. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and that's why, you know, my father taught me, and I'm so enormously grateful. You've got to learn. Yeah. You've got to learn that I'm not your father. Mm -hmm. Your heavenly father is your father. Yeah. And if you don't take that mind change inside of your own self, you know, if, if you're a female, my mother is not my mother. God in heaven is my mother. He is my creator. Yeah. God in heaven is my father. He is my creator. Yeah. And if you don't take that mindset, you are going to do exactly what those around you have done. Yeah. So if they abandoned you, you're going to abandon the next generation. It's very, very difficult. That's that scripture where it said uh, the generational curses. Right. right. And it's very difficult to change that. You will see motivational people on social media talking about how they have become victorious on that. Right. They don't tell you the whole story. Yeah. They become victorious, maybe and successful in one area. Yeah. But the other side, all the other stuff right. is falling apart. Yeah. And so it, it's really important that that you acknowledge your whole situation and say, look, I don't want to do the bad things that have been done in, in my past. But I do it. Family. I don't, that's not where I want to go. Yeah. But I know I will do it. So God help me to change my heart. Yeah. So that my foundation, that which I stand on, that that is under me, that I stand on, that mm -hmm. my understanding of who I yeah. am becomes something different so that when I am surprised or stressed or overwhelmed, yep. my reaction is to stand firm, yep. to be there and not to run away. Right. Not to abandon. The things that I want to do, I don't do right. the things that I want to so do. be the person. And you can do that if you will acknowledge that things affect me. Right. Yeah. I can't change that, but what I can change is my understanding of them. I think I remember you telling me that in uh, Florida in our guys group and saying, you know, the hardest decision one can ever make is saying, God is my parent and my yeah. parents can't be my parents. Right. And I mean, I followed that advice and it was so hard. It is hard. <laughs> when, especially when you guys left to come here. Right. And the way things were in Florida. And I was like, all right, babe, this is what's going to happen. And this is what we're going to do. And 
yeah, we didn't have a lot going for us, but it was a fantastic time mm-hmm. seeing what God did for right. us while we were there without right. you guys. And so, Tony, what do you do after you acknowledge that this is the, this is reality? This is really how I am. How do you change your view of what you've been through? Because you know, whichever side you look at, yeah, maybe it's a situation that you have to give up a, a victim attitude, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's maybe it's an, uh, the other side of the coin that you have to give up an arrogant uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that? For me, I mean. Aside the acceptance part is get in the word and trust God completely that mm-hmm. he can, that he will be victorious in that area. Yeah, right. We do that by, you know, understanding that humility is understanding our motives, mm-hmm. but it's also understanding that we have to create a character. Mm-hmm. You have to have a character, right? Because we're moving toward Pentecost. We're moving toward being in a position. Being a new creation. Right. Being in a position where God can write his law on our hearts. That's what we're going after, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost fell and the new law came, Mm -hmm. it wrote it in our hearts. And so that's what we're working towards. So to enable to get there, I've got to have a character that's going to 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 bear that right to be strong. I have to be willing to do so it. That yeah. means I have to understand the qualities, because character is about the qualities of life. Right? Mm-hmm. Quality is what's important, and so you have to ask yourself. Though I'm not good enough, I mean, I can. The one thing I can stand firm on is understanding that I am God's creation. I'm His son. Right. And for me, that and that, that means a lot of possibilities. Right, and so when from our point of view, that makes us humble. That doesn't make us arrogant. That mm. doesn't make us just sit down and say, okay, it's all just going to run down over me no. because I'm his son. you got to no, be no. proactive. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know? You've got to be able to start moving it, it, It's kind of like It's kind of like going back to the, the, the prodigal son, right? Mm-hmm. And we, 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 we want to look at that parable that Jesus gives us always from the, the younger son's perspective, right? Why? Right. Because we're, we're all like him, yeah. right? We're all jerks. Gimme, gimme, gimme. But, and one of the things is that you have to remember those parables that Jesus talks about. He, he does not say this is the kingdom of God. Now, I know we want to interpret the Father in that as being God, mm-hmm. but Jesus is not talking about that. When Jesus talks about who God is, he always prefaces it by saying, the kingdom of God is like, mm-hmm. right? But when he talks about there was a man, he's talking about us. He's talking about social interactions. And the interesting thing is, is the one we give the bad rap to. The brother. The brother, the big brother, yeah. right? But he's the one that comes and says, wait a minute. I've been here all the time. I've been here all the yeah. time. I've been working every day, yeah. right? You don't give me a party. Yeah, that's right? true. I mean, think about Poor it. Poor me. Think yeah. about it. The parable says, right? The parable says that the older brother was out in the field. Yeah. He came in and he sees that they're holding a party and he asks what's going on. They didn't even have the courtesy. <laughs> To send him an invitation. They didn't even have a courtesy to send somebody out there and say, hey, 
take it off early today. Come in. We're going to have a party. No, no. He comes in after he's finished all of his work, after he's done all those things, after he's busted his tail all day long, he comes in dead tired and Mm. he sees everybody else having a party. I think I'd be rather ticked off myself. (laughs) Right. We all would. Right. Yeah, yeah. But the father says to him. Been there too. The father says to him, no, you have understood. You've understood the qualities. You have the character. And everything I have is yours. It's right here. Right. Everything I have. The, the younger son didn't get it. He got a new life. He got a new identity. Yeah. He was clothed again. He was accepted again. Mm-hmm. Right. But the older brother had the character. And I think that's that's part of the, the parable that we miss sometimes. Yeah. Right. That that we want to have the character to, to be able. His failure was not being able to celebrate that that which was lost was found. That's a discussion for another podcast. That will be a good podcast. But, but, but the fact the of the matter one. is God wants us to be that older brother that comes in after having worked all day, having done the necessary to have peace and tranquility and success and satisfaction. Well, I'd sleep well in and knowing then that. Ce- and then yeah. f- celebrate the fact that that which was lost is found. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking well, about part having of it is the un- character. Yeah. Part of it is also seeing it as saying, it wasn't me. I've been able to stand firm on God's promises this entire time, being in that, and I never lost focus. Yeah. So I can celebrate. And so the, the fact values that are that are necessary for a character. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a character, and, and that character a, yeah. is based on your values. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your character, you you don't you know you can't just get, come up and say I'm a party animal. Yeah. Okay. If you have a character of being a party animal, that's because you set value on drunkenness, uh, you know, uh, illegal drugs, late nights, you know, all of those kind of things that follow along with that. Those values have created a character in you that you define as a party animal. Right. Yeah. So if you something want to that be, you val- yeah, exactly. Something that you idolized from the start. Right. You make it a value. Yeah. Right. And that's going to affect who you Put are. That on a pedestal. So if you you want to be a good husband, um, well, but you can't fa- be a you but a good husband. Yeah. While you're your womanizing. Father, well, yeah, but your father abandoned you. Yeah. Your grandfather abandoned your grandmother. You come from a long line of uncles that abandoned everybody. Yeah. How do you change that? Right. And that's a good question because. If I'm going to create this character of a good husband, You're talking about me at the moment, then I then I have to find the values that I can mirror yeah. in my own life, right? So I have to find that. That takes work. That takes commitment. It takes dedication. Get out there, find somebody who is a good husband. Yeah, learn from them. Begin thing. to do what yeah. they're doing, copying them. What does Paul say? He says, "Copy, Copy me. me. Yeah, look at me. Yeah." Do what I do. Live the way that I do, right? So find somebody. Copy them. What I appreciated about meeting your dad is that that standard was put right before me. Right. And that was fantastic. Right. Because so I didn't have be, that. I mean, right. in my family, it was the, the value of things. The right. idolization was always, well, how many girls? You should see how many girls this one is bringing in. Every yeah, right. It's a different girl. And when I was younger, I really you know, fantasized on that matter. Right. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Girls, 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 girls. Right. And it struck me later. It's a disgusting attitude. Exactly. I don't want that. No, 
I don't appreciate that. I, I think that's a really low way of thinking in <laughs> life is. because that's not going to get me anywhere. There's nothing more shallow than that. Because in my mind, in my heart, I wanted to be married. I wanted to exactly. have all that. But if I was going right. to follow that footstep, it exactly. wasn't going to happen. And so you have to surround yourself by people yeah. that can say, look, this is what you have to do. And it's hard work. This is a standard that your, I want. Yeah. You know, you have to put your nose to the grindstone and you have to really start working at this and you really yeah. have to start doing some things, right? You can't just get up one morning and say, I want to be an honest person. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way, right? <laughs> Easier said than done. So you Not get, really. Sorry. So you that's put the yourself, opposite. You, you, put, you put yourself in situations where people demand honesty of you. Yeah. Right. They demand something of you that makes you do something. Then you can become a person. Right. Yeah. That is developing the qualities that will give you the character and that's what that I will motivate <laughs> yeah. you to the success you want. Right. And that's the humility we're talking about. Yeah. Definitely my and wife. That, she will push me to no end about right. that to be better. And we it. should be happy about that. Yeah. Right? We should be that should thankful be. about that. And that's what humility is. Humility is the thankful prayer. Mm-hmm. That we, in humbleness and in silence to hear what God says to us, God, yeah. tell me who I am. Yeah. Help me understand. Call for a record of your soul, as Paul yeah. said. Help yeah. me understand that which has formed me yeah. so that I can correct it. Yeah. So that I can find the people around me and mirror the qualities that I want so that I can have the character yeah. to do what you want, right? Because we're moving towards something different, right? Mm-hmm. The next thing we're moving to is fellowship, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not a person of character, forget fellowship, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you're the womanizer, yeah. don't think you're going to have a family and a wife and, no. and, and all of that, right? If you think you're dishonest, then don't think you're going to be successful, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so we're moving into fellowship because God's teaching us we're not enough in ourselves we need him but when we have him yeah and we have his character then the connections to other people become easy yeah they become natural yeah they become a joy yeah right i can vouch for that 100 percent in my own life right i mean you talked about some random guy coming to you when you wanted to see a baseball game yeah right people you know coming towards you and asking and i feel the same way when get like random people start telling me about their personal life and it's like why is this person telling me something right. so personal right you know it, those it becomes natural yeah right and it's then, a good attraction i mean it, it's not that i have dirt on someone it's just no. it's great to know that someone sees me exactly and can feel safe uh, yeah safe secure. enough yeah Right, find that camaraderie. Yeah. Right, and so that's where we're moving toward. Yeah. But you can't do that if you don't have character. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, no. Let me phrase that another way. The fellowship you have <laughs> yeah. is going to be based on the character you are. Yeah. Right. So if you're the dishonest womanizing partier, yeah, that's going to be your fellowship. Yeah. And God says, I'm, if that's who you are, then go for it. <laughs> go for it. You're going to, you know, you're not going to have a very great life, but go for it. Yeah. Right. You have the freedom of choice in yeah. the kingdom of God to choose who you're going to be, but you have to accept the consequences. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. So, because we want to be in a position yeah. when we get through this, that in fellowship, in the strength of having people around us, that we can bear the glory of God, yeah. that He can write His law on our lives. And we can go out and just remember too that the worst thing and, you, and power, the worst person you could ever go to for advice 
for example, we're talking about relationships and a lot of this is a person who's a womanizer. They're not going to give you the good advice. Don't take his advice. Don't go there. They've been through relationship after relationship. Go to the person that has actually set a moral standard that says God is the way. God is my life. And and it goes all ways. If if you're a female and you want to be a great wife to a husband, then then don't go talk to a woman who who won't have anything to do with her husband. Right. Yeah. I mean, if men if, are if, trash, right? that's the one you don't you want know, to talk to. This, this, you know, you find these people, they've been married for 40 years. And, and the only thing you can hear, hear from the woman is, you know, just what useful, useless piece of junk. Yeah. There, right. And, and the man's just saying, you know, I just like to be, you know, to have sex occasionally, yeah. you know, well, then don't get the advice from that woman because nope. you're going to have frustrated husband. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Find a woman that the husband is saying, yeah, I can't wait to get home at night. You know, she gives me a ride when I want a ride, right? Yeah. That, you know, if you're a female, find women like that. Yeah, a wise woman knows how to build her house. Because Exactly. Find a woman like that, you know. Yeah. Men are not that complicated. No. Find a woman that has found out, hey, it's good for me to humble myself. how to work her husband. But that that demands humbleness. Yeah. I have to humble myself to be able to give him what he wants, what he longs for, what he needs, but that'll create the man that I want. That's what we're talking about. The best thing about it is that it's both, it's not a give and take, it's both giving. Right. He gives me what, she gives me what I need, I give her what she needs, and there's more in the pie. So humbleness is the fuel that drives mm-hmm. our perseverance, our prevailing. Yeah. And, you know, find that in yourself to be able to sit down in silence and just be grateful. Be grateful for God's mercy, for his, his grace, mm-hmm. for his salvation, and ask him to show you where you need to go, who you need to talk to, what you need to do, and begin to build the character that can explain the motivation that you have in your life so yeah. that you can have the motivation that's going to give you what you want. Joe, even though I may know the answer to this one and I'm not putting people down, but where can I find people like that? If you find I people were, like that in if, churches, you mm-hmm. find people like that. You can find people like that in, in at work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can find people like that in your neighborhood. You know, you look for good people that have good qualities. Right, you're not looking for for perfection, mm-hmm. right? I'm not looking for perfection, right? No, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to say something that'll that'll probably shock a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I have received great advice on quality um, and the qualities of life from some absolute heathens. That interesting, right? Yeah. But 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 I glean from because it's it's social. We're getting back to the prodigal son parable, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus says there was a man. This is a this is a social parable. Yeah. This is about our life, right? So so when somebody displays a quality, it doesn't mean I have to live their whole life, Mm-mm. but I can listen to the things that they have developed that are of value. That's yeah. quality. Learn from of value, yeah. and I can take that in, right? And then ultimately, in the situation I'm thinking about, and ultimately, I was able to influence them in return. That's and wonderful. Yeah. It's you know, great. They when come you can to do know it. Christ. So but it goes back again give, give, right. give, give, give. And Paul says it's better to give than to receive. Right. And Paul says in Romans, you know, when, when heathens live up to a law, 
that's not in written, they don't know who God is, they are a law unto themselves, right? Mm. There are good, solid qualities that are inherent in us as humans, and those are given to us from the beginning created by God. Yeah. And so when we see them, then, you know, we accept them, right? Mm. Um, and it can be, you know, people at work that are on time, that work hard, that, that do their jobs. Yeah, they're right? not cutting corners. You want to listen to them. You know, you want to listen to them say, you know what, it takes me getting up an hour and a half before I get here to be able to make, get myself ready and get here on time and all that. And then you think to yourself, well, okay, I've been getting up 15 minutes before I'm supposed to go to work. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> Leaving right? the house at 8.15, trying to be at work at 8 o'clock. <laughs> right. So maybe that has something to do with it. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you take the quality of preparation. Yeah. That's a quality. Right. I, I mean, value yeah. the time that I need to prepare myself for the day that lays ahead of me. Yeah. That's a value that builds culture that will motivate you to do the right My thing. My wife asked me why I get up at five in the morning. I used to get up at five thirty. Yeah. I said, Well, I have a new responsibility on top of me that's added to my day. I have to get up and start helping with lunches. Right. Well, I still value my my time in the morning. Right. So I want to have my quiet time where I sit down. Watch whatever I want on there quietly, eat my breakfast, drink coffee, and ease into my day. And so that hour is crucial for right. me. I like to have it. Right. And so that gives me, I know that I only have so much time to get help get the kids out the door. So I give myself the extra hour. Right. Or the extra half hour or whatever. Right. And, 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 and <clears throat> you know, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, but, but, that comes from an attitude of gratefulness. Mm -hmm. That comes from an attitude of humbleness. Teach me. Yeah. Let me learn. Right? I don't have the answers. Life is bigger than I am. No. The challenges yeah. are bigger than I am. But I know that I can prevail. I know that I can be more than a conqueror through Jesus who saves me. Yeah. So let me learn the qualities in life that build the character that will motivate me in the direction that I can be a value yeah. to the fellowship, to the society that I'm in, because that's going to make me ready to, to, yeah, to an understanding that, I mean, we didn't just have the answers handed to us. Right. I mean, a lot of this was walloped upside our, well, excuse me, walloped upside our heads. And it was the same. And if you really want to know who was walloped upside the head were the ones closest to Christ, which were the right. disciples. And you have to, you have <laughs> they to under, didn't get it right away. <laughs> you have to understand that God thinks different than we do, right? Yeah. I mean, think about this. We're talking about humbleness, the fuel to our victory, the fuel to our enduring, mm -hmm. right? Our humbleness then creates the foundation for fellowship. Yeah. That what leads us to the last thing, which is independence, mm -hmm. right? You don't think about independence with fellowship. Right? No, two don't really. You don't think about being able to stand <laughs> on your own. Exactly, <laughs> to stand on your own two feet, yeah. and 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 that's coming out of fellowship. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to talk about in the next two weeks. Yep, and that's going to be exciting. So remember, if you want to follow along, we encourage you to follow along with us with the Omer, the counting. Go to our Facebook page, Talking with Fred. You can find it, download it from there. Um, and there's a daily devotion for each of the emotions that we have been talking about. Our TikTok page, Talking with Fred. And um, you can also follow us on our Instagram page, Talking with Fred 777. We want to hear what you have to say, uh, your questions or your own comments or your own testimonies. Uh, you can write to us on our Facebook page and we will be glad to hear 
from you. So be humble. Let God be God in your life. Let him show you a new character. Let him be, give you a new creation. We love you. May the peace of God be with you.